Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and I'm excited to talk to you about the trading the drunk man philosophy. That's what we're going to cover today. Real quick, though, before we get started, you need to know everything in this episode and on this podcast is for informational purposes only. I am not a financial advisor, and this is definitely not financial advice. So the other day, I did a spaces over on Twitter. If you're not sure what that is, it's kind of like a clubhouse slash audio live discussion. Anyway, I did a Spaces event with a software company uh, the other night, and we were going to discuss some of their indicators or their analysis tools that I use. And in my conversation with them, I was asked, what's my approach to the market using their tools? And it kind of got me thinking about having a trading philosophy and how it doesn't really matter what tools you use, indicators, options flow, whatever it is, it doesn't matter the tools, you have to have a trading philosophy. And now a philosophy is different from a trading system or like I said, the indicators. So for example, you may have a moving average system, but the moving averages aren't a trading philosophy. Now you may be a trend follower. Now trend following is a philosophy, the idea that a trend can start and there's momentum and it can just go on uh, as fundamentals improve or whatever the basis of the trend is. But ultimately, trend following is a philosophy and you may use moving averages to quantify your trend following strategy. But again, the moving averages are not a philosophy. Another one you may be familiar with is mean reversion. That's a philosophy. You may think about Bollinger Bands as a way to trade your philosophy or Keltner Channels, something that says, hey, the market's gone too fast, too far. I think it's going to revert. So again, there's a difference between the trading philosophy and the tools that you use to express that opinion in the market through financial trades. So when I was asked about my approach to using certain indicators and analysis tools from this company, it got me thinking about the trading the drunk man analogy. Now, this isn't something I made up. Um, this is not something I came up with. I don't want to take credit for this, but it has been mentioned in various ways uh, relating to random walk theory, efficient market hypothesis. I've read tons of books and articles and you know videos and all these things on this stuff. And this is sort of my version of that. Um, so I'm definitely pulling from other sources on this, but I definitely have my, my take on how I apply that philosophy uh, to my trading. So I'm not gonna go into random walk theory or efficient mar market hypothesis here. I'm gonna leave you to go Google that if you wanna you know, go get in there with the academics and you can go down a serious rabbit hole with some, with some of that stuff. But I do wanna give you my version of trading the drunk man because I think this concept can be used with any trading strategy, not just options or you know swing trading, day trading. It's really just the philosophy and then you can kind of take it uh, and, and apply it in your own way. And I think it's really important that you have a philosophy beyond the indicators you use, you know, beyond the educational videos that you may see, especially with options trading. I know I talk about options a lot. You know, if you've been, if you learned how a credit spread works, for example, um, you know, you still need to have a philosophy of when to trade that, when to put it on, where to place it, how far out, all of those things. So I really think it's important that you have a philosophy. And I think this philosophy uh, could apply to you for sure. And let me just add that, you know, your trading philosophy is what helps you through those losing streaks, 
right? This is why it's important because you need to stick with the system even when there's losers. And it also keeps you from getting in trouble from trading too big. If you have a win streak and you think you're invincible, which we all do, right? And certain times we want to size up and know, oh, here's another one. I'm going to, I'm going to go big. This philosophy should help you keep that in check as well. All right, let's get started. So the stock or the market you are trading is the man that we're talking about. And when the market closes at 4 p.m., he goes into a bar and he starts drinking. And he stays there all night, basically the whole night. And he never, he, he never sleeps because we know the market never sleeps, right? He stays there all night. He's eating cheap pub food. He's drinking, doesn't get any sleep. He proceeds to stumble out of the bar the following morning at 9.30 when the market opens. And now this is where you come in. Your job as a trader is to anticipate which direction this drunk guy is going to stumble. He's not going to fall down. He's going to stumble around. Now, if we bring this into the trading world, there's only two directions this guy can stumble or walk. And basically, it's left or right. And from the stock market perspective, this is up or down. You've heard this before. Price is everything. Price is either going to go up or price is going to go down. It's the only two things that price can do. So your job as a trader is to basically pick the right direction. You need to place your trade and hope that he walks in that direction. And what we're trying to do in most cases is to capture a certain number of steps that the drunk man takes. And this is where the random walk theory comes in. So if you're across the street from the bar and the guy comes out, you're basically guessing as to the, which direction and how many steps he's going to take uh, when he comes out of the bar. Is he going to go left or is he going to go right? Hence the term random walk. Now, none of us simply just look at a chart and guess where price may go when the market opens, right? None of us do that. We're doing some kind of analysis. We're using indicators, maybe it's options flow, maybe it's macro news or headlines. Um, there's many different uh, analysis mechanisms, I would, I would call it, to help you form an opinion about which way this drunk guy is gonna go. And the entire point of using analysis is to put the odds in our favor that we think the market is gonna move in a certain direction, or we think this guy is definitely gonna go left or whatever. Now, in some cases, we're gonna use this analysis to tell us where the market will not move, and you can trade accordingly uh, with that as well. So now here's where it gets a little bit more interesting. So in the case of the drunk man, now imagine that that bar is on a hill, and when he walks out of the bar, the left is sloping down and to the right is sloping up the hill. Now, if you can see the slope of the hill, us as the trader, we, we can see the slope of the hill, then the drunk guy stumbles out of the bar, you're gonna have a better idea of which direction he's ultimately gonna go because gravity is gonna kind of pull him in that direction. It's gonna pull him downhill. So your analysis is basically telling you which way the hill is sloping. Now it's possible that he goes right down the hill. You can actually stumble up the hill. The slope of the hill can actually be a different slant. So it may not be much of a slope or maybe very, very sloping in one direction or another. And for each of us, depending on what we're looking at and our time frame, the hill can actually slope differently. Now, what happens when you have too many indicators or too many uh, inputs to your, your system is that you often get conflicting signals. So you may get one uh, indicator that says the hill is sloping to the right. We think the market's going to go up, let's say, and another one sloping to the left saying, hey, we've, you know, we've already gone up. We, we think it's time for it to reverse. So you get conflicting uh, signals and you have to figure out, well, which one do you believe more? 
Now, here's the additional catch is that the slope of the hill, it's always changing. And especially in this bear market of 2022. So not only do you have to use your analysis to figure out, well, which way is the hill sloping? You have to sort of pay attention because the hill can start to slant more in that direction or it can immediately reverse with uh, a headline or something like that. Now, how do you make money from this, right? Let's say your analysis, whatever you're looking at, implies that the market's going to go down in the next few days or so for, you know, for whatever reason. There's different ways to play this. This is what makes it more tricky. You can sell the stock. Let's say you're, you're in Amazon or whatever. I'm in Amazon um, as of this post. Um, let's say the stock, we, you know, I think the stock's going to go down because of my analysis. Um, I could either sell the stock to avoid the losses I could sell covered calls to reduce the cost basis and make a little bit of profit as the stock pulls back. I can do an options collar trade to avoid a bit, maybe a big earnings drop. Uh, I could short the stock. I could buy an inverse ETF if, it, if it's you're trading like an ETF, like a spy or something. You could buy put options. You can sell call options. You can buy a bearish butterfly. There's really a ton of different ways to play your analysis. So the takeaway here is that trading the stock market is like anticipating where a drunk man is going to walk when he comes out of the bar. You have to figure out how many steps he you think he'll take. So you'll know, you know, when to close, when to take profit, when to get out. You need to determine which direction, obviously. Or maybe you can determine where he most likely would not go for a given period of time. And this is where option selling comes in because you can make money if the market doesn't go somewhere. So you have to form this opinion and then match the right trade for that opinion. Now Take this analogy and ask yourself, what analysis are you using to put the odds in your favor that the drunk man's going to walk in a certain direction, right? How much room are you willing to give the guy to stumble around? So if you have a, a if your stop loss is too tight, you're going to get stopped out. If so, if the slope of the hill isn't very sloped, he could go back and forth and, you know, you get, you get stopped out or maybe you buy an option and he actually doesn't move fast enough, far enough, and therefore time's working against you, right? It's tricky. And then you have to worry about minimizing your losses and knowing when to take profit. So, so I hope you got this thinking about your current strategies and maybe give you a little bit different perspective on what you're trying to do to have some kind of philosophy. And then you can dive back into your indicators and your analysis tools. So I hope you found this enjoyable. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.